listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Episode 88 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, the wide receiver episode. This is the last episode of our positional shows for the season before we dive straight in to the preseason. JK, it is part one of the wide receiver episode because Jordan caught on fire, and you'll hear about that as the podcast continues. Back to your scheduled programming. Tonight, we are joined. Jordan has found his way back to the podcast. I'm back, ready to talk about some wide receivers. Ooh-wee. And then, of course, we brought back Drew Dean. Um, he, he decided to come back. Uh, he, he, he felt welcome after we, uh, we hurled him into the action last week. Was that exciting? It's good. Call. <laughs> the, the, tweet, call the, to come back. the tweet that you put out was hilarious, though. The, uh, the gift that you had um, there. So it was like just kind of describing the experience. So I feel like more people kind of understand that. But uh, – it's it's been a it's been a big week. Uh, we've got a lot of new listeners, so Drew's bringing some uh, some awesome action to the show, and we're glad to have him on the team and on board. Um, let's go ahead and do a rundown real quick of the week. We're going to be talking about the GGFS Pop Mock Eight that we did on Monday night. We're going to recap New Hampshire and Kevin Harvick finally getting a win for Stuart Haas Racing, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about a uh, social matter with uh, Coach Pat Fitzgerald uh, talking about social media. And, um, and before we get started with all that, we got to recap on some stuff from last week with me and Drew. So, Drew, I uh, went back and watched the little bit of, uh, of Stranger Things behind the credits. And nice. now, what do you think? Okay, so I'm more, I'm more angry that I did that because I was already content with the end of the show and I was like, all right, well, I just got to wait. And now I'm like, Oh shit. Now I really need to know what's going to happen because now I'm broken inside because I'm torn. And I, I was like, I was sold on one thing on one side of the story. And now there's like a whole million other possibilities that are wide open. And now I have to let my brain run through that. So thanks for that. I appreciate that. Thank you too, Jordan, for telling me that as well. So now I can be mentally scarred and, and, um, and broken until, uh, Close to two years. So, yeah. Two years. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for, sorry for putting you through that. But, uh, you know, I had to do it. And don't you think it'll make season four better, though? Because it's obviously going to be about possibly. Hopefully, hopefully getting- like, when football season dies down, like, it'll, like, simmer out of my brain. But for right now, I'm just kind of, like, it's, like, I'm still, like, post-Stranger Things. So, I'm, like, itching. And I need to know more. So, I'm, like, a fucking fiend, like, just, like, scavenging on, on Reddit trying to figure things out and it's not healthy. <laughs> like, so like that's where I'm at right now. 
with this. Yeah, you're hungover. You got you have a you have a Stranger Things hangover for sure. Yeah, yeah. Try Sometimes it. you just gotta let it, just let it be, let it be the unknown. Now I just have too much coming. So yeah, I've got to let it go somehow or some way, shape, or form. But um, yeah, Stranger Things. What a rush. What a season. GGFS Pop Mock Eight. Uh, we did this the other night. Jordan was there. Uh, the poop knife was hanging low. I was. I thought I was going to need it, but you know, I thought you were going to bring it to me. You never did. So this guy, this guy, we get on there. We're starting our draft, and, and it just runs out. And it ends up auto drafting Alvin Kamara for you, which is who I know who you were going to go for anyway. So yeah, it worked uh, out. Number four spot. That's who I would have drafted anyway. So and I'm like, Jordan, where are you? And he was like, on the group message board. Like everybody's there. He's like, trying to take a poop. Chase supposed to bring poop knife. Need it. Drew, are you familiar with the poop knife? I'm not, but I've heard from you guys a little prior to this. You you want to enlighten him on the poop knife? Uh, I'll do my best. It was just we. What were we doing that night? We saw that story. We were getting ready to do a podcast. I think. Yeah, we were getting ready to do a show. We're in the living room at the old old spot. Well, we were in the garage actually. We're in the we were in the OG garage getting ready to do the show. And we see this like um, this this little video or whatever pop up or this story. It was an article, yeah. It was an article about this guy that they, his family actually has a poop knife. He had to like his poops were so bad. But like like see, it started off with like he was telling about him and his girlfriend, and he was at his fa- his girlfriend's family's house. Oh, all shit. right, all right, and he yeah. <laughs> was taking a shit, and he opened the door and hollered, "Where's the poop knife?" All right, because in his house they kept a poop knife. <laughs> so he was like, "Where's the poop knife at?" And everybody's just kind of looking at him like it's really weird. I think it was like Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. There's a lot of people there, and um, he was just so confused they didn't have a poop knife. And then he went on to say, "You know, my family just takes extremely large shits like, <laughs> to the point to where you can't flush them." And uh, he said, "So we keep a knife specifically in the bathroom hanging up." To uh to cut our turds in half so we can uh the most disgusting butter knife of all time. Just no, I, I did not imagine it as a butter knife. I was like I was like if it's a poop knife, it's got to be like a butcher knife. Like oh you no, you can't just have a butter knife trying to give it a butter knife. You got to have that red toast. It does. <laughs> would you want something that sharp close to your butthole? I mean, I would stand up <laughs> before I did it. Personal, just to stand up, just poop hanging out your ass like a fucking string. I mean, it's already in the toilet. You just got to cut it to get it flushed <laughs> down. I mean, I wouldn't no. cut it off my ass. So, no, no, no. Yes, yeah, so that's poop knife. That might get dangerous. Knife. That might get dangerous after a night out, you know, drinking yeah. or having a good time. Listen, I, if you yeah. if you need a poop knife, see a doctor. For real, yeah. Something not is something's not right with you. If you, it's, if you it's, it's, something's wrong. <laughs> Miralax to the rescue. <laughs> Miralax to the rescue. So yeah. I, anyway, I wouldn't be hollering anything if I'm taking a shit at a family function. It's like my girlfriend and her house. You needed a poop knife to flush the toilet. Fuck, dude. I don't. Know. I'm just. I'm that kind of person. I'm very, very modest with bathroom time. What so you gonna I'm do? Just, leave it in the toilet and let it just spin around in circles? Just I mean, like sit there, like jiggle your ass cheeks for a minute until <laughs> it falls out. You know, it's, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> Enough poop. Um, but, yeah, first round went well. You got Kamara. I ended up getting Odell Beckham in the 11 spot. And then I came back around um, at 202 and took Tyreek Hill. A lot of people were very intrigued on that one because um, I took Tyreek over a lot of people. But I knew that, like, hey, it was coming. And if I didn't go ahead and pull the trigger, he wasn't going to be mine because it was going to be a, a good minute before it got back to me. 
So I know he was definitely somebody I wanted on that team. And um, you ended up grabbing uh, Melvin Gordon coming back. So you got Kamara and Gordon. But new news has come out recently today. I don't know. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen it. Melvin Gordon holdout is real probably um, because they're not going to even try to, like, negotiate with him on how much they're going to pay him. So that really changes things. However, you got to steal, honestly. Um, unless he does hold out, I mean, at 2-9, that's where Melvin Gordon was just going at 1-5, one, 1-6, one, and then he dropped to 2-9 in this one draft, which is insane. That's huge downfall. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a worry with it. I mean, I wasn't really keen on him actually holding out until the day. So I was – I was under the impression that he wasn't going to, that they were going to pay him. but And they I mean, still he still might not hold he out. Still I mean, might, still, he still might get paid, too. I mean, what's, what's he going to do? He's going to sit out for a whole year and, and change teams next year and just let his whole team down? I don't think that that look was very good for Le'Veon Bell last year. No, but remember all the people that did draft him. People are scared shitless now because last year everybody was like, you know, he's nowhere near Le'Veon Bell's talent, I don't think. But uh, everybody last year – was like, oh, there's no way Lev, Lev Bell's going to play. We're going to draft him in the first, and then he just scarred everyone for life. So now everybody's yeah. like, fuck that. Like, I'm staying the fuck away. It's like, told you. Like, Drew, Drew, how many people do you know, like, in your league? Who was the guy that, that took Lev Bell in the first round in your league, one of your leagues? Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but I, I'm with you. I don't know if that's ever happened before like that, and people are going to be scared away now. Um, I don't think we're going to see another Le'Veon Bell situation. He'll either get moved or he's going to have a change of, a, of opinion, you know, he's going to get out there and play. So, I, yeah. I would feel safe, but, you know, you obviously don't want to get burned. So, no, be, not at all. Depends on how it's, much – depends on your draft, <laughs> league, you know, are you, are you putting up your own money? I'll uh, find value somewhere it? else. I'm not going to take that kind of risk, especially with the season being still a couple of weeks before we actually start. If you're drafting around this time, I mean, most drafts hit up in August. So, but for him going 2-9, if he does stay, that's hella value. Hell of value to have Gordon and Kamara. So that was solid. You came back around and grabbed Kittle at 3-4. Typical. See, whenever I was drafting this, I I wanted to try to see what my late wide receivers would look like. And in my opinion, my late wide receiver core looks pretty damn good. Yeah, you you came back around at 4-9-5-4 with Landry and Lockett. Um, And then Shepard at 7-4. And you got DK at 9-4, which is solid. And then Andy Isabella at 15-4. He's got a lot of people talking. I went a different route. After I got my two top wide receivers, at 3-11, I took Henry. And at 4-2, I took Marlon Mack, which is – honestly, Marlon – that's the first time I've took Marlon in a mock because I'm not that high on Marlon. But I feel like for me to have the wide receivers that I had in the first two rounds, that that was – uh they were the Marlin was just the best on the board at at four two and then at five eleven Coleman, I took my tight end Jared Cook at six two and then I took two homers back to back. I got Latavius Murray at seven eleven. I uh, one thing you can always count on Chase is he's going to have at least one Saints player on every facts. single team that he drafts. Big facts. So if you, if you get if you get into the third round, he doesn't have a Saints player yet. You just just go on ahead and wait for it. You know what he's going to pick next. It's it's going to happen. So like there you go. And like Drew Drew knows that now too. As, as long as everybody does. I mean I mean how are you in your home? A little bias. Um, yeah. nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with the bias. How many times did I drop a, a Southern Miss reference last week? So I can't. Shitload. I can't talk. He's the big dick yeah. Mick Mullins guy. 
Is <laughs> um, yeah, then I grabbed Larry Fitz and Kiki Coutier. Um, and then I just kind of went on a wide receiver spree towards the end there. I got like Moncrief, Deshaun Hamilton, Marquise Goodwin. Those were my last three wide receivers. And I had Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Uh, Jordan ended up grabbing Baker at eight and nine. Nothing wrong there. And then I Phillip, went tra- crazy with my risky running backs. I didn't even realize it. But Melvin Gordon, Darius Geis, Kareem Hunt, Carlos Hyde. That's, that's like the, the, the riskiest picks that are out there Kareem as Hunt far as running backs right now. To have all of them on the same team. It was fun times for sure. But, yeah, that's eight. We'll have nine coming up next week. And uh, shout out to everybody that participated. Um, I know some of the guys that were, uh, that were in the there last night that dropped their Twitter handles. Give them a quick shout out. At FF Kingslayer, at Fire Repeat, at Real Mr. Dorsey, and at Lucius underscore Lou 09. So uh, thank you guys for participating. Big shout out to you guys. Moving on to the Vroom Vroom side of sports, uh, Kevin Harvick won his first NASCAR race of 2019 in New Hampshire, the wild-ass finish against uh, Denny Hamlin. So I'm at this point now to where I'm like, what's about to happen for SHR? The kid kisses the lobster, wild-ass presentation for a trophy. That's probably one of the uh, the craziest trophy presentations in NASCAR, I feel like. I, I don't I can't think of anything else that's insane like like an actual live lobster. I like the milk. I think the milk's pretty cool. The milk? Yeah, he's got to drink the uh, – drink. What, what race is that the, the milk has to happen? I don't know. Do you, is there, do you know a, a, a milk race, Drew? Yeah, they have to, like, chuck the, the, the glass milk. I'm, I'm not aware of anything that really happens that. after the race. Oh, we got to fact <laughs> check. We got to fact check. Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't watch present the, the – the, you don't watch Victory Lane – the fuck, Drew? <laughs> you don't watch you know the presentation. I'm in, it. I'm in it. You're in it for one. I'm reason. in it for the money. Hold on, I gotta find this. Milk. Indianapolis 500 winner. Oh, the, well, that's not NASCAR. Oh. Like the Brickyard 400. I don't know. I thought that was it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's all I've ever seen. Is that it was in a race, and I, like I said, I don't watch it. That's like the last thing I would want if I was in like fucking open wheel car, <laughs> like driving an Indy five hundred. Like, Here, here's some milk. Here, sip a bottle of milk. That sounds unpleasant as fuck. Like, I don't want to deal with that. But uh, but yeah, it was a big week. Um, Denny Hamlin was like the fucking greatest DFS performer. What was like the the the, the best lineup for last week, Drew? What did you have? So I had – the people I had right were Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and Alex Bowman. I was overweight on all three guys. So that was the definitely three of the, the drivers you needed to have. The guy that I missed on was Matt DiBenedetto. He, uh, he cost me. I think we were – I think me and you actually texted about him prior to the race saying that we yeah. were off of him. So that – I, th- I thought he was going to drop, missed. man, but he, he's, dude, he really like has showed, he showed me like, it just at New Hampshire, like that motherfucker can ball at that track. I had no idea that he was going to be able to sustain that and then finish two spots ahead of where he started. So, yeah, ex- exactly. That was the key. He started seventh. So I just needed him to basically drop back a few spots. And the fact that he moved up to is what ultimately mm-hmm. killed me because he was such a low salary player. So, and see, I didn't own much Bowman, but dude, Bowman, because like they, because they had a report come out about how the throttle was in that in Jimmy Johnson's car, because that's whose car he was using. So for him to do what he did, I mean, that was fucking fantastic. But 
yeah, right there at the end was like another is like we had like back to back weeks of exciting finishes, man. We had, you know, the Bush brothers did their thing in Kentucky. Then we had Kevin Harvick just come out of nowhere at the end of that race and just like dominate. Like I didn't see him coming out the way he did. Like with the with the way the race went, I thought he was just gonna he because he's ran just this normal kind of route, and then like all of a sudden he just went like straight Super Saiyan right there, the last few laps. So it was definitely exciting. Did you Good get times. the feeling? Did you get the feeling they were gonna wreck? Denny Hamlin and, and Harvick? Uh on that last lap. I mean, I knew that they were competing to the highest. Anything could happen at that point. But I think that I'll say this: I think that Kevin Harvick would have done anything necessary that he needed to do to make sure that he came out on top. So, I mean, it was, it was getting, it was getting intense, but I mean, it was good for Hamlin though. I mean, he got a little bit of, a little bit of oomph back in his step because after Talladega, he kind of died down a little bit. So he's trying to build his way yeah. back up because he, he committed to, I think what, five wins this season. That sounds right. I yeah. I think I in the beginning that. of the season, he, he committed him and Michael Jordan were like talking some shit or whatever. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season shakes out, but you know, SHR finally having their first win. I know that's big for them. They were celebrating hard. Harvick was looking, uh, he was, he's excited. You could tell that he had, he had the light back in his eyes. Big light. He did. I think it'll be my, I think it'll be my momentum for the whole team. So good shit. Good shit. All right. So last thing before we dive into these wide receivers, we got to talk about Pat Fitzgerald. Um, comes out, this is the coach of uh, Northwestern NCAA. He's basically saying that the reason that, that ticket sales are down in the NCAA is because people are on their phones too much. My original thoughts on this um, were just kind of like, th- this guy sucks at social media, obviously. He hates social media. Who, who does he coach for? Northwestern. Yeah, I mean – how, they're like how Wisconsin's say, rival, I think. Like, what do you what do you think that that they're watching it on their phone instead of going to experience it, or is he saying that it's a social media thing that people are just worried about social media? I mean, you know, all he did was kind of pick up his phone and, and wave it. So there's a lot of a lot of different ways that people go to games, go to, and he did, you know, he talked about concerts too. Didn't he say something about concerts or something? He said everywhere. He was basically talking about how people use their phones everywhere. But people go to go, you don't have, how many times have you been and seen somebody, a millennial at a football game, whether that be NFL, hockey, baseball, um, a rap concert, and they have their phone right in front of them videoing it. This is like Gen Z they millennials, go though. To video like, it, are to just put Gen it on Z. social media, right? Like you see that a lot with like seventeen, eighteen year olds. I feel like, like, I, and like even early twenty year olds. I, I can do it every now and then, just you know, but that's college, so I can remember what's going on. But they're going and they're putting their phone in front of their face to to show that they're there. These phones, if anything, should be putting more asses in the seat so that more people can go and put it on social media that they went. Right. So I don't think that social media or this phone is the reason that they're not going to the games. He had – Drew, you got any thoughts, initial thoughts on this? Yeah, I think – I mean, it's a good watch, first of all, to at least consider, right, to, to, to listen to it because anytime social media, you know, technology, phones, et cetera, um, are interfering with society as a whole, I think it's – you know, especially for what we're talking about sports specifically, it's an interesting video to watch because his point to me that kind of kind of struck home was people would prefer to be in front of a TV where you have 
multiple options at all times, which, you know, that's, somewhat true. That's that's somewhat true. Yeah. And I, I find myself on Sunday preferring to do that versus going to an NFL game because I, I care about my fantasy leagues. I care about my daily fantasy. So I, I get that point. But, but this is Saturdays too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Saturday. It's Saturday. Too, and I, uh, this is all a college. Yeah. This all stemmed from a college issue. And I've been to an NFL game and watched another NFL game on my phone while I was there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah. not watched the whole time. I didn't sit there and, you know, not watch the whole thing. But these things, I think that <clears throat> if anything, I feel like social media, people wanting to show themselves there is not, a, you know, it's not a reason for them to not go. I mean, they love the publicity. They love to go show that they were there. Yeah, that goes to the whole root of like people wanting to show. And I made this comment earlier, and I'm putting this out there as well. There is a difference between, like, for what he's talking about. There's a difference between people that have. The, I feel like it's a mindset thing. When you when you're out there, he made the comment about like, oh, look at me. There are definitely people that live in this world that are narcissistic as fuck, and they get on that phone, and the only reason they get on that phone to do shit is like because they want to flex on other people or they want to just like feel like they have to have that to feel good about themselves. When I look at it, like on my standpoint, yeah, I'm on my phone a lot. I'm constantly tweeting. I want to get content out. <laughs> I'm looking at this from a business standpoint where I'm like, this is what I've chosen to do with my life. This is the career path that, that I want for myself. So I'm constantly going to be trying to put content out there to build my name, my brand and and get people engaging with that, interacting with that. And I feel like that is completely different than people that are just kind of living the day to day, but then they'll go put something on there to flex on other people. And then, cause they see other people doing all this other awesome shit. So I think it's a big mentality thing. Social media was made to flex. Uh, it is. It, okay. It was, it was made to help people interact, but it turned into. It, I, the for the majority of people, people it did. I mean, it's, it was, it's made. What else? What other reason? business though so people, i look no, at social media business as business now. it's a business it can be yeah. a business now and you can look at it as a business it's perfect it was, like, advertising if, I, if i'm gonna go put yeah. if i'm gonna go take a picture of my family or or of, of me at a nascar race or me at a football game i'm putting it out there it may not it might not be just flex right off the bat but it's like look at me i'm here there are like people that will get mad if like their Christmas family photos, if another family's get more likes than them. Like that, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. that makes yeah. people angry. They bro. didn't get to flex as hard as them. And that's the shit that that I really I will I will honestly like back Pat Fitzgerald on that kind of shit because yeah. like that's that's a scary thought. Like that that yeah. it's like yeah like you you literally like it affects you mentally and physically because like you're stressing about it. People are stressing over people the amount of likes that they it. get. Like it, like it's part of their. Like, like their, their, their social media is their rating system for their life. And they put yeah. their whole life out That's there. a Black Mirror you're episode. You're not getting it rated <laughs> enough. You're not getting enough ratings to go on to the next, to the next thing. You, you, have you seen that, Drew? Black Mirror? I don't know if I've seen that one, but I've watched a lot of the episodes. You, have, you haven't watched Black Mirror yet either. It. Netflix show of the week, Black Mirror. When I finish, it's probably Luc already been on here. Lucifer, I'll watch Black Mirror. Watch it. Are watch you watching Lucifer. Lucifer right now? Yeah, watch Lucifer. He made, he made right a good now. point. He did make a good point about the restaurants, though. You know, you see people going out with their oh, wives. Oh, dude, and, I agree with that. You know, and it's like just looking at their phones. If if like you're if you're out to eat and then it's just like somebody like one of like one of your your spouse or your your girlfriend or your boyfriend whatever they they make you mad. It's just like the easiest tool to just be like fuck you. I'm gonna sit here and just search and sift through yep. my Facebook page. That's how you get rid of them. <laughs> 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 well, look, let's let's talk about the real reason. 
why there's no asses in the seats, in my opinion. And that's the college football playoffs. The BCS championship. The everything from the BCS. We know they swap from the, the, the championship to you the, know, Sugar the, Bowl the college to the football playoffs. College football, yeah. So what's the point in watching your team whenever they're not even a top 25? Because you know there's no Super Bowl. There's a there's a lot of bowl games, but there's still not a you know you can you can be like Miami and say we won the championship and we won the the Bourbon Bowl, you know. Like I mean, when Bobby Boucher came back and won the Bourbon Bowl, champions. But get more teams <laughs> involved. Get more playoff games. All right. Give give a, a wild card round to give to you know to let the Cleveland Browns into the playoffs. Teams like, well, not anymore. Into something Letting and, the Giants in or the let Redskins. Any, let let these little <laughs> teams have a chance to get into these playoffs. Let yeah. all the conference winners to go. And, and another thing is that makes the prices of these tickets go down. Right now to go to a college football playoff game, I, I bet there wasn't an ass in the didn't pay $1,000 unless they bought their tickets tremendously early. That's like Super Bowl shit too. That's right. And you've only got three games to go to. That's a valid fucking point. Give people more options to see their team succeed. If you don't have an option to see them succeed, and that's and it goes back to what he's saying, social media, your phones, all you're doing is sitting there watching your team do amazing and have zero chances of getting to the college football playoffs. I've seen a team Hawaii two years ago, two or three years ago, went 12-0, and did not lose a game. It's like UCF. The shit out of people. Never had a chance to play a real team to show their worth because they didn't have the bids for it or, or whatever. You know, they didn't pick a team, have a team to play, but they had a hell of a team that could have competed in those playoffs. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. Whenever the NCAA gets to the point to where they do an actual playoff like the NFL, they'll make that. They're going to make it longer. They're going to make this, the, the the season longer. That's going to get these kids more prepared for NFL life because that's one of the biggest transition is a longer season, for one. So that's going to get them prepared for this. And then letting everybody have a fair chance of competing, like the best teams out of each division or whatever, and then throwing them into playoff brackets. I'll watch the shit out of college football. Until then, I don't really fuck with it. I know it's your game. Like you, love, you love college football, and that's your thing. For me, that's what I'm going to have to see to get me there. Hey, we get your ass in the seat a little bit more too. I, I would, I would be more inclined to go to a game. Yeah, because your team would always have a chance. Right now, these small teams don't have a chance. Like, like you, Drew. Okay, it's you at Southern Miss. Like knowing that that's a possibility and that team can be good. Like, like that would probably make you more inclined to 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 go home a little bit more and go sure. go to the campus. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They have to find some way to make it more like March Madness basketball, where the little guys have a chance. You know, there's nothing okay. better than rooting for one of those teams. Um, you know, the 12 seed, 13 seed, not saying the sports are, you know, it's obviously a different sport and the talent level is different, but you know, I think that they have to find a way to prioritize paying interest for smaller teams. Cause it's been Clemson, Alabama for what three of the last four years. Is that right? Go and look at their ticket sales. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like an NFL team. Yeah. Go look at their ticket sales. Yeah, awesome. Go look at their prices. Go look at how many, how many times they have more people in those stadiums than they're supposed to have in those stadiums. Why? They get to go to the championship every year. Now, I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I'm saying they deserve to go play some teams that do some shit they ain't used to. Right, and when you open up that window, that is going to get more ass in the seats because they're like, we, if we're good, we, we know we're going to at least get to the playoffs. That's right. 
And that gives, like I was saying earlier when we were talking about it, that gives, say, uh, Hawaii, say if they made it to the playoffs, all right, maybe there's a, um, there's a player that's thinking about going to, to here or there, but then he sees Hawaii make the playoffs, and he's like, well, I can give this team a shot. They're, they're going places. They're, they could move up. I could enhance this team, and we could keep going through these playoffs. I have a chance of winning a championship there. Right now, if you want a championship and you want to get notarized, you've got to go to a big-name team. It just opens the market completely. It'd be phenomenal. It'd be phenomenal. Hopefully it'll happen. NCAA, we hope you're listening. Oh, and bring uh, NCAA 20 back. Yeah, do that too. Yeah. We, miss, we miss playing. That was, those were the days, man. They were nice. Remember the mascot football games? Yeah. <laughs> fucking the, just the best. Used to whip ass with the, with the fucking the Tigers and the Buckeyes. That was like the best one. <laughs> the two best. All right, wide receiver time. Let's go. Let's dive in. It's time to go. We're going to start off with, uh, with all three of us. Let's just go ahead and just knock this out the park. Who's your number one wide receiver? Drew, kick us off. B-Hop. Uh, best hands in football. Highest number of targets last year. Um, my favorite thing about him is he's been great with terrible QBs, good QBs. Um, Sean Watson should be a good pairing for him, as usual. I just love everything about D-Hop. No complaints here. Jordan. Devontae Adams. Me and Jordan share. We, we share. We're, we're, both, we're both there. Dude is most consistent wide receiver in the game. And has one of the most selfish quarterbacks, I might add. Big facts. <laughs> I love selfish quarterbacks when I have their wide receiver. 1,386 yards, 111 receptions, 13 touchdowns. That's good. That's good numbers right there. That's, that's, that's number one. Number one numbers right there. So me and Jordan are together. You got D-Hop. And you're not alone, Drew. Most of everybody in America is with you on that one. Um, yeah. My one thing against Devontae Adams is I kind of worry about defensive schemes you know his other weapons are not proven and i actually think d hops are so i think that actually helps in terms of coverage like you're gonna have to worry about will fuller and kiki more than you know valdez scaling and geronimo allison in my opinion so so if we kick if we're gonna kick off i mean we're gonna these are gonna be our first two teams to talk about um two two beats one start with the packers uh Big news right now, Geronimo Allison was kind of commenting a little bit on playing in the slot, so that's going to be a huge change now because Randall Cobb's out of the picture. Um, So it really is just Adams, Valdez, Scantling, and and Geronimo. So one of those other guys are going to have to step up in a big way. We know that much. Yeah, and they've shown small moments of that last year, uh, some some games where they really stepped up. If I had to take my guess on who it's going to be, I'm probably going to say Geronimo just playing in the slot because he's going to kind of take over that Randall Cobb role. Yeah, um, that's going to open up a lot of doors, and there's already a good bit of people that are actually high on him right now. Um, trying to just kind of look into, but I do agree with his with his statement that uh, those those other one other uh, options in in Texas are more proven um, than Green Bay's other options. Fill it. I mean, other than you know, we can't we can argue this all we want, but both both guys are just incredible. So it's gonna be yeah, Geronimo's uh his ADP right now is one seventeen. So that's where he's going. Um I mean that's that's fair shit, but I think he'll be one of the uh I think he'll be the guy right behind he's a wide receiver forty four, so yeah, he'll be right behind Devontae. Moving with the Texans though, like you said, yeah, they they have more 
have a lot more going on for themselves. If Will Fuller stays healthy, um, that definitely takes away from Kiki. Um, but from what we've seen for so many years, Will Fuller is just – he just – I don't know what it is. Like, what it's about, like week six, week seven, he just finds a way to turn into glass, and then that's it. So, I mean, but D-Hop is just – he is proven. You can't lie. Dude's got freaking stick, sticky hands. Dude walks around with Post-its upside down on his hands at all times. Um, and he brings it home. He makes, he makes Deshaun Watson better. He makes pretty much everybody that's ever thrown that ball, except for Tom Savage, right? Like, that was the only <laughs> one he couldn't save. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, had to, throw the, had to throw the Tommy S in there for sure. But, yeah, I mean, you can't argue D-Hop. He's another one of those guys. I mean, he had, he's got the numbers to prove it. He does big things year after year. I think it was uh, – he had 115 receptions last year, freaking 11 touchdowns. So, I mean, he had less touchdowns than Devontae. But, uh, but with the yards, man, that's where he gets it. And then for PPR, that's where you want to be at. So, I mean, he's got Devontae beat uh, there for sure. So there's, there's no issues with that. So I think it's going to be a little bit more with Devontae this year. But as far as Hopkins goes, he's, uh, he's safely my number two. That's easy peasy. But other guys, I mean, like, are you – are we going Kiki over Will Fuller this year? That's been a, a pretty hot topic. I'm going Kiki over Will Fuller. I think that, that he is in a position right now to where he's gained some trust from Deshaun Watson. Um, I think Bill O'Brien's even got a little more trust in the guy just from what we saw last year. I think that he could be end up at the end of the year. I mean, he's going to be, I think he'll be a solid wide receiver too. I think there's no doubt on that team. That's going to be your guy. And I think that he can be a solid wide receiver too in fantasy leagues as well. I just think too much of a slump from him last year. Yeah. I mean, the numbers decreased. It was all over the place. And I don't know. I don't like that team. I don't, like, I don't like D-Hop just because I played against him too damn much. He makes me sick whenever he kicks my ass or something. Like, Ooh, so, I'll stay away from D-Hop speaking. that way. And, then, uh, I don't know. I've just never really liked it. been a fan of Texans' uh, whole team as what they have going on there. They don't show me enough of, of uh, I don't know, talent across the board. It's just like the one, the one name. I mean, they got Deshaun, and they got the, and the the backfield's not a whole lot. Yeah. Lamar has his games, his ups and downs, but I mean, that's we've already discussed that. So I mean, I'm, all right, I'm pro all three guys. I think all three are gonna are gonna do well. As, you know, considering obviously if Fuller gets hurt, that's another story. But I, I think when he's out there, he's produced with with Watson. He just misses too many games. Yeah, and Fuller's expected to be ready for week one. So, I mean, that's that's out there right now. So, But we, we've seen, like, I mean, just the deep balls, it's connections that Deshaun Watson can get to Will Fuller. So, I mean, it does get him where he's at, but, I mean, he's definitely going to drop a little bit. He has to drop a little bit just because of people being worried about him getting hurt. You don't want to spend too much on him. But somebody out there is going to do it. So, somebody has to do it. Probably be you. You'll probably be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Browns. The Browns have had a surge in, uh, in wide receiver talent with Odell Beckham making his move. Uh, I'd safely say that's the third guy on the list right here. Um, talk about – I know you have a different opinion on that, Drew. I know who your, your two is, and we'll get to him soon because we all have a lot of stuff to say about him. But looking at this Browns wide receiver core now with Odell, Jarvis, Antonio Callaway – I had big hopes for Callaway, but I think those hopes are kind of fizzling out now, especially with, with Jarvis and Odell being the two guys that take over. And I know you have a lot to say about it, Jordan, so I'm ready to hear it. Well, I, I don't I, – so we were talking about, you know, Fuller – Will Fuller missed a lot of games 
But Odell, if you remember his last couple of years, he's missed some games. He hasn't. I don't think the uh, 2018 did he even did he even finish. I mean, 2017 did he did he play 16 games? He played four games. He played four games in okay. Four games. What in about the year before that? The 16. Uh, does it have that one there? He went 16. Yeah. Okay, so he had a full season in 2016, four games in 2017, and 12 and 12 year. and and his antics. I think didn't he get him? Didn't he get him suspended? His antics uh, last year, year before. Is that when he was like proposing to the kicking net and shit? No, no. It, it was it, it was the week after his kicking net. I think he did something. Where he got suspended or something, something, and then you got—I don't remember him getting suspended. He, he took everybody out on the boat, you know. Oh, that was the playoffs. That was like yeah. the last time the Giants was in the playoffs. Yeah, so I mean, don't go water it riding. Depends on what Odell <laughs> will see this year. His talent—I love it. He's an LSU guy. I love the—I love the shit out of him. He—if you're going to be a, a good football team, which I think now maybe he's in a lot better place. He's with a whole lot of teammates that want to do good, that want to do better. And and want to focus on he's never had a team before, he's never been an NFL where he has a, a complete team. I'll say he's he's got well yeah wide receivers to help him. He's got running backs galore to help him. He's got a quarterback that just wants to be Brett Favre made over a hundred percent. He's Baker got coaches that have made big that. changes. He's got guys on the defense that are doing amazing things. He's got Seth Hutt hopefully still back there yelling at him. I mean Seth Hutt. I mean. <laughs> And I don't think that it's going to be a Odell show. I don't. I, I'm. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not sold on that. I don't think that he. I think that Baker Mayfield is going to have more chemistry with with Jarvis Landry. I've seen you draft Jarvis way more than I've seen you even try to go. Yeah, you had, you've avoided Odell. Yeah, I don't round. want. I don't want Odell. I mean, I want Odell. If he, if he fell to me in the right spot in the first round, where I was picking, then I would go Odell. But if I'm drafting top four, I'm going to take a running back. But. And like you're talking about, like Callaway, you're gonna see. Like, do you remember um, the Saints the year after? Whenever they had Cooks, um, they had Cooks. They had uh, Michael Thomas, and uh, and who was the other one? Was it Colson? Sne- was it Sneed. Before? Oh, Willie Sneed. Sneed. Yeah, they had all three of them on the team, and they were all three at one point valid. Starting yeah, wide they were receiver all one or two yeah. the whole time. And I think that's how you're going to see the, the Cleveland Browns wide receivers. Odell's probably going to get the most fantasy points, but I think Jarvis is going to out, out, out get him on targets right. this, this year until the chemistry gets better, game time, you know. Because Odell, I mean, Odell's learning the playbook. I'm not saying he can't. Jarvis knows the playbook. He knows the players. He's, he's got – He was the chemistry. guy. He was the leader on the team really last yeah. year. I mean, he, he took that role. So, well, I know them two together, to I'm just telling you, they're fucking amazing together. You know, they're, oh, they, know they, they click with that. each other, too. And that might have a big, big part in it, too, where you see it more of an even thing. You're close enough to the you – were, you, were, you grew up close enough to Louisiana, Drew. I mean, you remember, you remember watching Odell and Jarvis play in college, right? Yeah, it was electric. Uh, not an LSU fan, but definitely watched Boo. plenty of LSU football growing up. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, but, I mean, this Browns team. Yeah, yeah. I think I got Odell at six as my number six receiver. So it's not that I dislike Odell. I just like some other guys better. Um, I think one connection I do want to make is about Callaway. So the new OC, Todd Munkin, Southern Miss shout out. He <laughs> found a way. Plug he, it. he found a way. He found a way to use uh, Deshaun Jackson as kind of a similar skill set to Antonio Callaway. So I think that there could be usage there for, for 
three receivers, kind of like Jordan said. Yeah, I mean, he had he had like two big games last year where I think he had the highest his his ceiling was like seventeen PPR points last year in two games. And that was the, the second game of the year and the last game of the year. So I mean, we we saw we've seen that you know we, we know he's got the speed. He just stayed in a little bit of trouble. Um, Play him at the right time, like a sneaky Martavius Bryant on the Steelers. There you go. You know, I yeah. like that. Antonio and Juju, and then you had Martavius Bryant who was getting really upset because he just. Went, and I hope we don't see Cowley get as upset as Martavius Bryant did because they will trade your ass. Yeah, and just stay and stay off the weed, as Stephen A. would say. Yeah. <laughs> Be like the Marcus Cousins, sit in the background and hope for a ring. All right, so the the next big guy, Michael Thomas. Let's, let's go. Let's come home with it. Let's talk about the Saints this year. I think that we, we know what Michael Thomas is going to do. Michael Thomas is above OBJ. Yes, yes. I mean, Mike, Michael Thomas is probably yeah. – he, he's my three. He's, he's my three. He's there. He's yeah. got to be there. I mean, he's – I've had him – I had him ranked – when I first dropped my initial rankings, I had him at like nine, I believe. But, I mean, he's moved up for me by, by now. I mean, times change, rankings change, everything. If you're not changing your takes in fantasy football, you're not doing something right. You can't just hold on to shit and then see all this great news come out and say, well – Fuck that. I'm going to be prideful and stick to my gut. Like, no, I'm just No, like, no, I can't. I can shit changes. I can no, definitely hate players because they fucked me. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, you hold, yeah, I'm you not hold a forgiving fantasy owner. If you fuck me, I'm probably never <laughs> <laughs> Not that that even matters the slightest bit, but <laughs> right? I will avoid you and pick somebody worse than you just to have you not on my team. I'm, I'm excited to see what Traquan Smith does this year. Yeah. He's going to be the – he's the guy you're going to be able to get later on in, the, in you know, in drafts. Um, but he's the guy I feel like has a lot of upside. Ted, we know Ted Ginn's got maybe about one more season in him. Who 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 gets more receptions at the end of the year, Traquan Smith or Alvin Kamara? Probably Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Probably Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah. That's one Alvin thing Kamara. that worries me about him is as part of, of drafting him. And I haven't noticed him get drafted anywhere. No, I mean, are you talking about Traquan? Yeah. Oh, he goes. I mean, he he's does. going like he's going really late. He's going around like thirteen, fourteen. Um, in a you know sixteen round draft, I mean that's where I've been seeing him go. He's close down down there to the end, but I think he's got a lot of upside. Another guy that we saw kind of come out of nowhere uh, last year when they were having like some Stephon injuries. Diggs two years ago, I saw him out of nowhere. Yeah, that yeah. but that's for the Vikings. Yeah. But as far as the Saints, Keith he Kirkwood still dude, came out of nowhere. He did come out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Kirkwood though, um, he uh he didn't have like huge fantasy games, but like. His uses, I mean, Drew was definitely giving him the target. That's one thing about Drew Brees is he's going to spread the ball. He's going to throw it to whoever's open. He played in that last little span of, like, between 10. And it's kind of like the reverse thing with uh, with New England. It's almost like you you know you got the one guy you can count on in New, in New Orleans, but you know that ball's going to get spread around everywhere. So, it's like it's not going to go to that one guy. So, it's like New England, it's you avoid the running backs. It's like in the Saints, you kind of want to, like, stay yeah. away from and all that, but one of the wide of receivers. D-Hop is – they're going to revolve that offense around D-Hop. Yeah. You know, they really are. That, that, that's the best player on the field. That's they're going to revolve that's proven, it around yeah. them really good. You know you're going to get solid fantasy value, but you're also going to get a lot of usage out of them. With, with the Saints wide receivers, you know, like I said, you know Michael Thomas is going to get the blunt of it and Alvin Kamara, but there's would, going to be games where Kirkwood gets 30 points and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if I'd get say that much. Um but it could it could happen. I mean, just like I said, we've just seen so many new wide receivers jump into the the Saints mix. I mean, is there is there a certain succeed. yeah and succeed? And succeed. Not Drew Drew makes it happen, dude. He yeah. makes it happen for him. Is there any guy any low guy that you're that you're high on for for New Orleans uh, on the wide receiver roster? 
Drew? No, I'm just I'm just sticking with Michael Thomas just because you never know what Sean Payton's going to do. I forget the other receiver. You got Kirkwood, and then I think it's um, Ted Ginn. Oh, the yeah. I don't even. They'll just throw him in, man. They'll just throw him in for a couple, a couple, yeah. a couple games here and there. So we are we going to go? Payton uses all these guys. He does, oh. and I mean, Cameron, Cameron Meredith. They, there's reports coming out. He might not even make the team, but I mean, he's not. Some, he's somebody that's going to be on the waiver wire. Austin Carr is a waiver yeah. wire guy. Key Kirkwood's a waiver wire guy. Yeah. Trey Quan and Michael Thomas. You know, Ted Ginn are really the only three that I've been seeing going. And um, but I, I don't yeah. know. I think that we're going to start seeing that that wide receiver two status move a little bit from Ginn over to Traquan um, this this year coming up because he had the biggest games. And then I just have to just do a shout-out real quick because, like, this this kid's name, he's their rookie that's coming in. It's a wide receiver. Lil' Jordan Humphrey. Lil' Jordan. It's L-I-L. Lil' Jordan Humphrey. That's his, that's name. his name. Dude, look at it. Look at it right here. Lil' Jordan Humphrey. Name? That's his legal name. Lil Jordan. Okay, then. Lil okay. Jordan Humphrey. I mean, I just, you, you want to, that guy to succeed. Like, that's Lil Lola, Jordan right I mean, there. You just got to do it. <laughs> Y'all see Lil Jordan? Like, I would just, like, I hope on the back of his jersey, jersey, it's I, just Lil Jordan Humphrey, all one word. I'm about to, I'm about to, no, I just want Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan? I just want Lil Jordan. Just customize it. No, I don't right even want to customize it. I want to be able to buy it. Like, I was going to buy Cam Jordan jersey just because I wanted Jordan. Now you can get Lil Jordan. I don't have to pay for the customization, but I can, I can get Lil Jordan. Like an alter ego. Little Jordan Humphrey. There we go. So, yeah, big guys there. And then I guess we'll go ahead and knock the Falcons out. It's, it's always, always not that, never that fun. But Julio's not holding out. Julio's going to training camp. He's like, he's dedicated to the cause. You got to give the man respect for that. I have just never, I've never drafted Julio. I've never wanted to. Last season showed me why I really didn't. And then he came back towards the end of the season and started doing the wild shit that he, that he normally does. If I'm going to go after one guy on this roster, I know I'm not going to take a first or second on Julio. It would probably have to be Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin has a lot of upside this year. He's going to be, you know, because everybody's going to be going after those, those running backs. Calvin, um, he had a couple of big games, man. I think his biggest game he had was against New Orleans in week three. And, uh, yeah, 40 fantasy points, dude. We, so we've seen what that ceiling is. And that was when the defense was kind of in a transitional time. But then he followed it up with 21 against Cincinnati in PPR the next week. And in week nine, he had 19. And then he had another 21 points against New Orleans when the defense was popping. So, I mean, we know that Calvin Ridley can ball. I say instead of going for Julio so early, why not wait and get Ridley somewhere there in the middle because you know that production is going to be there. He could be a solid wide receiver two, wide receiver three for you. I don't know why they don't just trade Julio and go with Gallon 100%. Hey, Julio's been too too real for him. I don't I mean I, I agree but and you've got a lot of young talent right there. But having Julio on that. Having Julio helps Calvin. It it does. It does. I I agree with that, but it also takes him out of the spotlight to have, you know, have the game revolve a little bit more around him. You know, you're revolving around Julio and then you know tossing a Tossing a bone to Calvin every time, and then you give the ball to Calvin, and he just goes ape shit with it. You know, it's just like that concept. I mean, when it comes to wide receivers, I'll be go ahead and just get this out the way. I'm always going to go for the wide receiver two or the wide receiver three when there's a 
big name wide receiver on that team just because you know that that, that defense is going to be all over that guy and just the upside that can come from having somebody that's got hands that's behind that person, you know that that's where that, that value comes in where you can get these guys later on. Agreed. Agree with you. Drew? To an extent, yeah. You got to slide in, man. You got to slide in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to an extent. I have Julio at number five. I have uh, Devontae Adams at four, Mike Thomas three. So, I like Julio. I like Calvin Ridley. I think there's plenty of mouths to feed, kind of like what I said with D-Hop. I think the, the Falcons are going to throw the ball plenty. So, We're moving up north. Let's go to Pittsburgh. Uh, the big shakeup is – Juju, the Smith of the Schuster, going to be able to really be a wide receiver one? Is he really going to be able to, to take over that team like Antonio Brown did? I say no. Um, again, I'm right here on that, that hoping for uh, the wide receiver two, the wide receiver three to step up, and that's why I've been targeting Moncrief later in drafts. So You, you, uh, you remember earlier how you said sometimes things got to change? Yeah. yeah. Well, last year I said uh, Juju wasn't going to repeat what he did. And this year I'm going to say he's going to fill those shoes. He's so got – You're on the got, Juju train. I'm, I'm on the Juju train. Um, I probably well, – he's going He's going first round or he's going second round. Oh, he's like – yeah, I've been seeing him going some, some places. I've, I've seen, seen him, him in yeah. late first. I've seen him late first before. Let's see, where did he go? It's in a huge time? jump for him because he was around like – what his ADP last year was around like what, third, fourth round? Yeah, Juju was last last pick of this draft, first round. What was your take on Juju last year, uh, Jordan? Did I catch Shit, that he wasn't going to do it again. That <laughs> that it wasn't going to happen. That he was that he was going to have like a sophomore slump or, or just just not. Oh, like, like his production from last season. Yeah, like he wasn't going to amount to his production that he had the year before. Best game, thirty-seven fantasy points PPR against Denver. Yeah, he 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 did good things last year. Yeah, yeah, I'm all bored, Juju. I don't think the he'll miss AB too bad. Um, but I like the other pieces too. Either Moncrief or Washington will step up. I'm calling. I'm calling Moncrief on that one. I'm. I'm always going to go for the Creef. I mean, the last three years they've had two solid wide receivers. They're they're they've, like they've got to continue with that. It's like year. where Kansas City makes running backs, Pittsburgh makes wide receivers. I, I, I feel Nola made. Them. I have that. I think Nola made wide receivers, but. I mean, Drew Brees throws a lot to wide receivers. <laughs> I wouldn't say they make them, though. But, like, when was the last time? Like, I mean, Are you giving credit to Big Ben right now? Is no, I'm I mean, giving I'm credit to the organization right. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm giving credit to Heinz Ketchup because they funded a lot of this. Oh, okay. So, okay. sorry, Hunts. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, I mean it, it's cool to see. I mean, ben, like, we were talking about on the quarterback episode last week about how Big Ben is one of the most, like, mistreated quarterbacks in fantasy how late he's taken but you always know that he's going to be able to give you a production that you need he's done that for years so it's been like it's been like the ultimate thing it's like sitting there slapping you in the face the whole time but you know he's always going to be down there somewhere so you can always find him so it's just she said no so they go yeah (laughs) they go after they go after the wide receivers and they, they find talent in different places they draft great when it comes to wide receivers so for them to go out and get and to get Dante Moncrief that definitely excited me well, if and Juju stays off the Fortnite train and gets back to business, he can play some I haven't even seen Juju. Like, I follow Juju, but like, oh, I haven't even it? seen his he shit. He did the Pro-Am stuff with, uh, with Ninja and shit. He was all with them. And, and, uh, and he's actually having – he had a, an event that was like the Juju gaming event or some shit like that in Pittsburgh. Um, 
I think I think it was in Pittsburgh. It might have been in Miami or some shit, but it, I don't know where it was at. But that's pretty dope. He's still gaming hard, but I just you know let's get back to let's get back to football, bro. Yeah, he's still gaming. He's gaming out. Um, Raiders, new addition, Antonio Brown, Boomer Bust, Drew. I kind of like it. I think they're gonna. I think Derek Carr's gonna force the ball to him. I think he's gonna make sure he gets his targets and keeps Antonio Brown happy. Um, so you should see Jordan's face right now. I don't want to. Exactly, that's what I was saying. I don't want to see Derek Carr force the ball to him. I want to see Antonio Brown get open for him because God, he knows he has to have an open wide receiver. He just can't. He just can't make. It. Just get him open because if he starts trying to force the ball, I see him really fucking up. And I see Antonio Brown like beating his face in. You know how he gets passionate with it. The thing that scares me about it is that Derek Carr is literally like one freaking hit away from like being in a wheelchair. So like with his spine and like that just concerns me because they have fucking Nathan Peterman as a backup. <laughs> There's the, the goat force right there. The goat. Yeah, he ended he ended last week's show with with Nathan Peterman's the goat. Lo- <laughs> lo- love the enthusiasm. Yeah, it just it freaks me out, man. Like I don't because you just don't know what's going to happen, especially with the injury like like Carr has. So I'm nervous about any wide receiver there. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and discredit Antonio because he is who he is, and we know he can ball, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I've mean, never seen anybody besides him. That's it. That's Juju or AB? AB. Yeah, I go AB I mean, too. But 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 okay, I can't. Well, he's had backups a couple of times. Ben, you know, Big Ben falls, he breaks everything. So, but Antonio was still able to. To get okay. through that, okay. But with Nathan Peterman, I mean, unless John Gruden like takes him and like steroids him up on some <laughs> chicken wings on a Sunday, gets some Coronas in him, maybe let him run the hotline a little bit, that might could change some things why, for Peterman. Why has John Gruden not gotten rid of Derek Carr yet and done something different? Like I would have rather seen Joe Flacco go to the Raiders. Uh, I'm serious. he's not a Raiders guy. I don't care. I, I don't see him as a Raiders him go guy. To the Raiders, like. He's never going to be a Gruden grinder. You got you got to have like a like a stank face to play it's for the gotta Raiders. It's got to be his last year there. Hey, can we get? I know I'm going off topic. Can we get some t-shirts made of just backup quarterbacks like Tom Savage, Nathan Peterman, and a handful of everybody's favorite QBs? What about, Yo, uh, what's the other? <laughs> that's one? low. That's low key. That's good shit. What's the other one that uh, that always said he was a great backup because he could teach <laughs> he could teach the uh, the starting quarterbacks really well. Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Yeah, he yeah, retired. Okay, one of them. Hey, yeah. Chase Daniel. Yeah, Chase, Chase Daniels. Daniel. There we go. He disguised himself as Mitchell Trubisky. I, I think. mean, I would. I would <laughs> love to have one of uh, what's his name? Uh, the 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 crazy man for the Saints. Crazy the, guy. The block kick. The runner. The um. The block. That's uh, Steve Gleason. No, dude. No. The one from last year. The do-it-all man. What position do you play? Oh, Taysom yes. Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah. Yeah, Taysom Hill. That's definitely, yeah. Just have a shirt of him. Uh, what position do you play? Football. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like Tyrell Williams is another new addition that's coming there from the Chargers. I don't really know how I feel about him yet. I think it's just going to be the Antonio Brown show. That's where I'm kind of leaving it. Everybody else kind of gets the backseat. Dynasty leagues, though. Hunter Renfro. Um, JJ Nelson's got that spot in the slot right now, but dude, I think that Hunter Renfro is going to be the kid, dude. I think if you saw what he did at Clemson, man, that guy is—he's a handful, dude. He's like the next—he's got Edelman. He reminds me of like a Welker and Edelman. 
I want him to be good so bad. I hope it happens. Me too. We we need that. Like like that yeah. that that slot presence. Like when you see a kid coming in and doing like Wes Welker shit, like that shit excites me. But I don't know why. It's just like it's just the the agility, the speed. Like it it adds so much of a of a crazy element to a football team. So I'm I'm definitely big on Hunter Renfro for Dynasty. I've got a couple of shares of him, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what because I I think that he could easily take J.J. Nelson's spot easy. It's just sad see to see Derek Carr put Antonio Brown in the second round. Mm. It's sad. Like, you go from, like, the number one, number two pick every year. Yeah, and then you, you move just, down. Just because, of, just because of Derek Carr. And, yeah. and Gruden, too, because he's a weird he's a weird coach. We'll see. I don't think he fits in a whole lot to this, we, this type of I just of remember being a kid and watching him and, like, just remember all the Chucky dolls out and everything. Yeah. So, it's, it's cool to see that culture back. Um, let's move down south to Florida. First Florida team to talk about the uh, the Buccaneers. So all the hype's been Arians, uh, and it's been Chris Godwin, and haven't really heard a lot about Mike Evans. It's just been nothing but Chris Godwin. Are we buying this hype on Chris Godwin? Um, I I haven't watched enough film on him yet. I mean, I know that he's uh, he's definitely been the favorite. But I feel like we're at the point where if, like, one good report comes out about him, it's like he's about to, like, jump up to, like, third round. I want to see him play. I, I, like, I want to see him play because you got a new coach. You've got some changes around. You don't really know what, what he's going to do with the football yet. So, I mean, I, I think he's got good talent. I think I saw good shines from him last year. I think we would know, we'd know a lot more if uh, Deshaun Jackson wouldn't have been there. Yeah, I mean, his best Man, game – seen a solid quarterback. It's the same thing. You've got Jameis Winston throwing a football. You don't know what you're going to get every week. Yeah, and his best game came in uh, week 17. He had 24 points. But consistency was it. has been with Mike Evans. Yeah. With whatever, whoever. Without a doubt, Mike is, your, Mike is your first choice. I mean, I'm not saying you know, – I'm just Godwin saying, like, over we don't him. know what that second spot does. I mean, How, I mean what, are you, what are you looking at, Drew? I mean, as far as Godwin goes. Yeah, I like them both. I like what I saw from Godwin. Uh, the one thing you kind of have to worry about with him is uh, drops, but the talent's there. Um, Bruce Arians is there. Um, Humphreys is gone. You know, if there if there's a year, it's this year. So, word. Let's move on to uh, Cincy. Let's go to let's go to the second team in Ohio. Um, your uh, your 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 good fellow Andy Dalton. We had a little discussion about Joe Flacco and Andy, and then they they get the good the good videos coming out with with Flacco. So. We told you guys last week that we were going to cook up a bet. Um, so we, we figured that out. So if Flacco does better than Andy Dalton, um, you're going to pay for my NASCAR app subscription for next season. And if Dalton does better than Flacco, I'll pay for yours. Is that, is that a deal? Sounds like a deal. All right. And then we also have side bet going down. You, you can't hear about it. Maybe. If you subscribe <laughs> to the new Patreon page – for Garage Guys, you go to patreon.com slash garage guys podcast. You subscribe. We're going to have some content coming for you guys. So get over there now. We're going to have some different tiers set up for the Garage Fam. Uh, articles, DFS articles, and we're going to have exclusive stuff that you won't even hear on this podcast. So it's going to be fun as fuck. It's going to be electric. I'm excited about it. I know Drew's excited about it. Jordan's excited about it. Might even have Jordan talking some college on there. So then we know Jordan's Saturday got Saturday nights in Death Valley, baby. Oh, we. So there's anything and everything could happen on this. So get over to patreon.com slash garage guys podcast and uh, check that out. 
It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. So we'll have that second side bet. We'll talk a little bit about it on there. But uh, yeah, excited. Just I want to uh, add on real quick, Chase, on that. Um, excited to to talk a little bit more about DFS specifically. I know we will start talking about it more on the podcast, free content for everybody once we get the salaries released for NFL Week One. But also looking to do a little bit more deep diving into DFS for NASCAR and uh, NFL once you once we get that set up. Big facts. So with the Bengals, with Andy Dalton, there's uh there's definitely levels of concern. New coaches in town. Um, Ty- the big news right now is Tyler Boyd got the four-year, $43 million extension. That's definitely going to put a little more pep in his step. And what, um, he's worth half of Odell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> – I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, he got the extensions. I mean, we know that we know that that's there. I mean, anytime big money comes at anyone like that, they they're they're excited to play. They're ready to go. Yeah, he did get half, but he's not anywhere near. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. He, I don't know. He had a he had the year last year. I mean, I, I loved everything I saw from him last year. I had it on my team. I, I played him constantly. He did have some ups and downs, and I think I think that played a little bit to to uh, my couple of my losses. But you know. AJ Green's getting closer to glass. Too. He had a, he had a good bit of games where he was over twenty points, and I mean yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. ask for you can't ask for more from a wide receiver. I'm I'm liking Boyd. And I Boyd. was I I mean we were changing that. There was game there was weeks that I didn't play him and should have. Right. I, w- I would I would bench him for somebody else and then get screwed in the end because I was scared he wasn't going to keep it up and he did. So and we we got AJ contract and he's going to be uh, it's going to be a one and two between them two and, and you could see the Bengals get better if Andy Dalton can keep throwing the football like he did last year, which was better than we've seen in the last four years, three years. Is AJ Green going to be able to hold out again after the injury he had after week eight? I hope not. <laughs> you want Boyd to be <laughs> if the guy? I have Tyler Boyd, I hope not. You know, if I don't have Tyler Boyd, then I hope, you know, I hope AJ comes back and, and holds out and stays healthy. I think AJ is going a little bit low. What's his ADP right now? Uh, let's see. I got it. He's at three one in this one. Whoever, yeah, whoever's got it first. Let's see. I hear clicking. I don't see. I mean, he went three one, but I don't see his ADP. On he's this. a forty four wide receiver, two thirty overall. And AJ or Boyd, one twenty three overall in PPR on sleeper. AJ or Boyd? AJ Green. Hmm. So yeah, one twenty three overall. That's is he sick? I mean, it just after <laughs> I think that the uh, the injury after last year just kind of scared some people off, and then with a lot of the changes, it's scaring people off. They saw, okay, so it says here now that Tyler Boyd has agreed to a contract, the Bengals are working with with Green, so they signed Boyd. So they were with Boyd first. That's a telltale, which makes a lot of sense because you don't want to sign AJ to twenty five million and then be like, hey, you're half of AJ. So what you have for the ADP for Green? It's saying 123 overall on sleeper is what we're looking uh, at. I'm seeing 30. Yeah, that sounds about right. 30 yeah. sounds a lot better than. Yeah, it does. I was like, yo, that's. Th- oh, this was his player rank. That makes sense. <laughs> this okay. Was, okay. So, yeah, so he's going 30. Yeah, this is his player rank from last season. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So, this would be interesting. After the season, he could become, a, if he doesn't sign, he could become a free agent. Hmm. AJ Green is a free agent. Sounds really good. I don't even know where AJ Green would look good at. What other team? I think he would, he look. would look good on the couch this year, taking a break and getting ready for his free agency and staying healthy. Really, really hey, staying hey, healthy. AJ Green, future New England Patriot. Oh, yeah. 
He wouldn't Hot take. Dude. He wouldn't even do good though. He's a freaking. He's too fast, and he doesn't run short routes. That's what they need. No, <laughs> they just, exactly. That's what they, they just want Tom Brady to throw the ball away. They, they kill Tom Harry. Brady, like, I mean, he throws contested on. passes all the time. Now, let me tell you. You know, I've never heard somebody contested. say too fast. <laughs> too fast. <laughs> For Tom though, because like like um, uh, Brandon Cooks did not do very well in New England. Yeah, those deep ball guys. Yeah, they just he does. Josh Gordon like, didn't do what we though. thought he was going to do there. Like he throws. I bet you if you look up his stats in the short Tom Brady has time, he was more there. deep balls to Gronk than he has anybody. Yeah, and it's been seen straight up the middle. I just think AJ Green's an all around receiver. I think he does everything well. But I, I agree. But I think Brandon Cooks is too. Okay, so so Boyd or Green? Who has a better year? Boyd or Green? Green, no doubt. I'll go Boyd. I, I love, I love, I loved him last year. He did, he's like one of the ones that I hope to get. I'm leaning, I'm leaning Boyd too. I'm leaning Boyd too because I think it's going to be way more focused on the run this year. So oh, wow. I think that Boyd could be. Uh, Let's just focus on that quarterback and keeping him, keeping him on point. Yeah, for for Drew's sake. <laughs> hey, hey, we didn't agree on what metric we're going to do the bet on. What what are we what are we going to do? Just let me choose. Okay. So let, <laughs> wait, no, no. wait. You said we didn't agree on what now? The metric, like, what are we going to measure success on for the bet? Like, oh, easy. It's going to be it's going to be uh, fantasy points. It's going to be overall season okay. fantasy totals. Okay. If if one of them gets injured, well, DFS, though, I'll, I'll be. Yes. We're just going to do like too. PPR, like however they like whatever we see on sleeper at the end of the year. As far you, you as you didn't have PPR. Marcus Mariota, so you can't do PPR. He's not receiving the ball. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just this is Dalton <laughs> Dalton and Flacco. So we're going to leave it there. All right, uh, Indianapolis, Andrew Luck. Healthy guy, once again. Uh, added some new pieces to the puzzle to complement T.Y. Hilton with uh, Devin Funches. Um, let's see who else we have on here real fast. We got Devin, and then we got New Feller. New Feller coming into town as well. Let me get him pulled up. Let's see here. We, we really need a Jamie like Joe Rogan has to just have the stuff like hey, yeah, no. flick, of, flick of the wrist. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can write on a notepad. Let's see here. Got to get it all in your noggin, man. Yeah, I know. It's like we got to just bury it in there. Done it for so long. We've gotten a lot more in depth, though. So, yeah, uh, T.Y., Devin Funches, and uh, Paris Campbell's new cat is coming to town. Um, And he's going to be in the right. And it looks like uh, that's really the only big guy. And then Chester Rogers is still there. He had had a little, little, little showing. I don't think it was a great, great, great showing at all. But I mean, he was he popped up in that. I think the only guys we really can talk about here is is, is Ty, um, and then you're taking a you're rolling dice with Devin Funches on the new team. Don't roll a dice, dude. That's one of the ones that got me sick last year. Yeah, I didn't sick. see him having that great of a year. I don't, I don't. We'll see what he does. I just think there's too much, too many pieces, and I think that the the connection between Luck and Hilton is real, and that's not going. So I'm all I'm Hilton's really the only guy I really am excited about on this team. Ty and Odell had almost an almost the same season last year, almost the same points I think across the board. So I mean he's he's going to stay the number one there. I don't think there's anybody anybody that's going to take it away from him. So I think he's a pretty where's he going in the in the third round? He's a yeah, yeah Ty's around third. He's round. a good he's a very good pick in the third round. That's a pretty good value there for sure. What you got? Drew? I like a, I like a ceiling. You know, I think that if you're based on your roster construction, if you're getting steady, consistent running backs early, he's a good, he's a good guy to get on your team. 
if you have kind of some inconsistencies at running back, you might want to go with a, a different receiver just because he's he seems to have those 25-point games followed by the two catches, you know. That's how it seems to be with T.Y. for me. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen that a lot from him, and that's what drove Chase away from him for a little while until, you know, they let oh Yeah, Andrew once Luck once Luck was back, I was okay with, with Hilton. But, like, without Andrew Luck in there, like, I just – I was not high on anybody. I didn't have anybody from that team, and I, I didn't want him. Um, all right, let's get to your number two wide receiver. Roll the, the little – all right, so let's talk Chiefs. Uh, Drew, take us take it away. Yeah, so we did the QB episode last week, and part of my hesitation on Pat Mahomes coming down to earth a little bit was based on Tyreek Hill. But now that information is outdated, and for whatever reason, he's scot-free and he'll be playing. So I'm all aboard Tyreek Hill. I think my the reason I have him number two is just that he's probably the highest ceiling receiver in the NFL. Um, he had the highest – the Chiefs had the highest yards per pass attempt last year. I don't think that's going to change. Um, I think if you want to make an argument against him, the only thing is compared to, you know, your Michael Thomases and some of your your workhorse receivers is he has a few less targets. But that's really the only knock. And I think the the benefit outweighs the less targets. But you so. know you know why he has less targets? Because he catches the fucking football when he's thrown to him. That's the only reason why. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and he has less targets because he throws – he catches 50, 60-yard touchdown passes. So they yeah. don't have to throw it as damn much because he just catches it and runs all the way with it. On the reg. Yeah. On the reg. One thing um, – I've got I've to find this out real quick. The only thing with me is I don't trust Roger Goodell and I don't trust the statement that he's done with him whenever they still got these freaking people trying to screw with him and, and, and add more shit on to, you know, like I said, his, his possible issues. And, like, I would yeah. hate, hate to see that. Um, I think it's less likely than, you know, Melvin Gordon holding out, of course. But I really, really hate to spend a freaking first-round pick or second-round pick. I mean, I, I, could, I could spend a second-round pick on him if, I, if it was a late a late one. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get him if I'm picking four. Or, Sammy or Watkins. Odell. Odell. Go ahead. No, I, know, I think I, I think I think Goodell's going to go quiet on it because he's going to want it to disappear as fast as possible. So, I think he's going to. Yeah, it's Dude, it's, it's got to simmer out. He's back where he but needs his to ex be. Don't want it to go quiet. <laughs> no, no, she's she's <laughs> not fucking with that. Going, going, it's going. it's always going to be a touchy subject. I mean, he brought light to me on some shit uh, the other day or this this morning. We were talking a little bit about it that I didn't even realize because I wasn't really paying attention back then. But you know, it's just one of those situations. It's just like it is what it is. He's playing the game at this point, and you look at it from a game place. And I know everybody's out there that's going to say their shit about. Well, I don't care. I'm not gonna have him on my fantasy team. It's like, okay, well, that's fine. I will, and I'm gonna get points. So yeah, that's that's how I'm looking at it. Like, I'm not I'm not in this for you know social reasons. I'm in this because I want to win, and that's where I stand on it. So, not trying to hurt anybody's yeah. feelings. <laughs> like, no, doubt. But, no, no doubt, you can disagree with somebody's off the field antics and still pick them in your fantasy league. Like, facts. it's not the end of the world. Exactly. So now that everybody knows what you stand on that, that's good. So this definitely brings Sammy Watkins' value down. His his shit went up for a bit, and then Demarcus Robinson as well was up for for a good little bit. Um, but obviously that that returns back to you know dynasty or waiver. I mean, I don't. I think Sammy's the only other guy that really people are going to go after on that wide receiving core, and that that's mid draft. So everything balances back out for the Chiefs. I don't think anything really changed from last season. Everything's just going to kind of be the way it was. Tyreek's going to go up in value. That's that with the Chiefs. Vikings situation. 
Moving to them, two wide receivers that are going back-to-back, basically, as far as ADP goes. Diggs is right underneath uh, Adam Thielen. And I think that that's another situation that's going to probably stay the same this year. I think that um, that everybody's all hyped up on Dalvin Cook, but I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to – I don't think this is going to be that big of a run running team. I mean, I know that, that you, you bring in, you know, Kubiak or whatever – that's definitely going to open some eyes for people with the running game, but it's can he stay healthy? Um, and we also know that Kirk Cousins is, is definitely going to want to be showing off the reason why they brought him after the shit that he pulled last year. And he so he's going to be wanting to flex out there on the field. He's going to be wanting to throw the ball. And on social media flexing, but not on the football field. Yeah, I mean, Adam Thielen was the number one wide receiver for the, how many weeks last year? For like the first, he, like he had like eight or nine hundred yard games in a row, and then he had that one game against the Bears where shit, everything went to shit, and then after yeah. that, it was just kind of he just kind of leveled then off. Got, then he got the injury later on after that. Yeah, a couple weeks after that or something. I think that they that nothing really changes for them. They're still right where they belong. I don't think anything's moved really up or down for them. What you got, Drewby? Yeah, I have them. I think thirteen and fourteen or fourteen and fifteen. So feel great about both of them. I think the the passing attack's gonna be there. Um I don't think we'll see quite the splash from Thielen this year early on, but probably uh I think Diggs could even take a little bit b- bigger of a step this season. I think that he's that he might end up being over Thielen this year. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think that that only thing that's really gonna change is that I think Diggs is gonna maybe try to steal that 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 number one role from Thielen. Because I mean they're both wide receiver ones. Honestly, let's just be real. But I think that he's going to try to to make that. I think he's going to make that push to be to be great and be better. Yeah, I think you you bring up a good point. So there's so many people that guess on wide receiver twos and three. When I like to look for situations where we know for a fact the volume's going to be there for two or three guys, and this is a perfect example. You should always feel confident with both of these guys. So. That's my thing. Yeah, I like that too, the consistency between the two of them being spread out pretty well. Gotta be. Yeah. Um another another situation moving to the Chargers. Uh Phillip Rivers, a lot, a lot of shit's going on with the Chargers right now with Melvin Gordon. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. So many people have been so high on Mike Williams. I'm not buying that shit. Just because he had a couple of good games at the end of the season. I'm sorry. You don't like the the Mike Williams big body with how Philip Rivers just throws it up in the air into the end zone. Yeah, but I don't like it every week. I don't think that that's yeah. going to be something that's going to be there every week. Like uh, people are just like like choking on this dude's balls, and so <laughs> like I'm I'm just I don't know. Like I, I feel like they've established themselves where Rivers likes to throw that ball. Um, he likes to throw it to the running backs. I think there was something I read. It was 27.5% of Rivers' passes were to running backs last year. A little interesting stat line there. But, uh, I mean, Mike just he – he had the game against Kansas City in week 15, 36 points. Other than that, he had one 24 against the Rams. He had 16 the last game. I mean, that's whatever. But in the games that counted – Literally three big games, 36 against Kansas City, 18 against Arizona, 24 against the Rams. Every other game, I mean, this guy was like under 10 points. He had a couple where he was right over 10, and then it was just eight, five. Like, it just – there's no consistency there. I want consistency. I'm not going to go high on this guy. And then Keenan Allen, um, with him, you just always are going to be wondering, like, well, 
what's going to happen? Are we going to get, you know, hurt? Or, I mean, he played out, he played out the season last year, which was a big, big upgrade, but he's the only guy that I really give two shits about. And that's his second round guy right there. So he's, again, that's just one of those teams where you just see like one guy stand out and that's, that's about it. And then especially with Phillip Rivers having higher Madden rankings, you definitely know that I'm <laughs> a little bit, a little bit upset about that. But I mean, so obviously you, you, you kind of like the Mike Williams thing. Am I, am I, am I right? Well, I wouldn't reach for him, but I'm all aboard the Chargers offense. So I'm aboard Austin Eckler. I'm aboard Keenan Allen. And then Mike Williams is just the next guy. I don't think you should reach for him, but he's, he's getting better every year. Uh, I know what you're saying with the inconsistency. So maybe you throw him in at your flex sometimes, uh, depending on the matchup, but I wouldn't get too crazy. Yeah, Rivers is going to – we're going to see a huge increase in the usage of Hunter Henry this year for sure. So, I mean, that's that's definitely going to be taken away from Williams. And and I think that people are forgetting that. So, Allen and, Allen and Henry, I mean, that's, that's about all I'm going for for who's going to be catching that ball. And then with the running back situation now with, you know, we'll see what happens. But if I'm going to go for anybody, just quick tidbit, I'm, I'm probably going to take Eckler. Real quick, guys, breaking news just went down, just happened. Um, Jordan caught on fire. We, were, uh, we, we took a pause uh, to regroup, and Jordan went to the bathroom, and he caught on fire. This is breaking. This just happened. Here's some audio from when Jordan caught on fire. Come here. This fucking light just exploded. How, how long have we been going, going for? Set the fucking towel on fire. No way. <laughs> Did you hear this? Wait, what? <laughs> you got you to hold on a second, dude. All right. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. What the fuck? Yeah, I smell it. Yeah. It exploded on top of me on my fucking head. Set the fucking towel on fire. I had to get my fucking out. I had to get it. How was the experience? It's fucking terrifying. I thought I was about to burn the house down. Like, I thought it was over, dude. Like, I, 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 before I came here and told you, I, I swear, I, I sat there in the mirror and I tried to look at the back of my head to tell if I have a ball spot. I can still smell my fucking hair burning. Like it blew up. I smell it too. It's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it smells horrible. I want to go take a bath so bad right now. <laughs> Give us a play-by-play on this. How did this work? How did this go down? I mean, it was it was it was quicker than than anything you could ever imagine. It was just like turn light on. Like I was confused. Like I hate that that hallway. All right, first of all, the hallway. <laughs> well, first of all, this house is supposedly haunted. All right, big We've facts. Seen some pictures of some shit in this house, and then. So like the whole time there's just, there's just like because you ever been in that person's house that just they don't they don't believe in fucking uh you know night lights or like you know something where you could tell where the fuck you're going, and this hallway is just like dark hallway to hell. Like it's what it is. So, but I know the same as hallway door on the right. So I'm like touching the wall, touching the wall, <laughs> touching the wall, and I feel the door. I'm like, oh, here's the door. And then also, you know, in this house, normally the switches are right by the door. Not, not in this house. Not this one. You've got to take steps into it. It's like you've got to walk into the hell before you can turn on the light and get to heaven. New house coming soon. 
<laughs> um, so I walk in and it's dark as fuck. And then I just got to feel for the switches. Um, cause I, you know, I'd use it before. So I remember where it was at. The first one was a heater. I turned the fucking heater on and it's got like, you know, one of those, one of those circle, um, uh, what do they call this? What kind of lights are those? Those are like the heater fans and the, yeah, they're they like the fluorescent light. They got bulb. the bulb that wraps Whoever around. Whoever designed this is stupid as fuck. That's like an old, that's an old light too. Really well, it's, old. it's broke now. Yeah, broke light. Um, but they have the fluorescent tube around the heater. That cannot be safe. Somebody's got to think about these things. See, I turned it on the other day actually, and I didn't realize it was on, and I started seeing it get real red, and it was like glowing, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I turned it oh, off like really fucking fast. That news could have helped me about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, well, I didn't know you were going to turn that on. I mean, it's the first light switch. <laughs> it's the first one. It's not the second one. It's the first one. I got to quit assuming people know that. But yeah, that just happened. Um, and uh, we, we've made an executive decision. We're going to split the wide receiver episode into two because we don't want to rush through this shit or make you listen to a two and a half hour podcast. We've almost lost one of us. Let's just yeah, it's, it's been it's been a crazy, crazy night. So you'll have one more one more positional episode. Wide receivers will be continued next week. Let's go ahead and wrap up, though. We got uh, three more teams to talk about. We're going to divide it at 16. Um, let's, let's move. So we're off the Chargers. Move the Lions real quick. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. That's it, basically. And I think that Kenny Galladay – oh, no, sorry. New guy, uh, Amendola, Danny Amendola. So little, little Patriots in, in the Motor City are now – trying to evolve they're trying to evolve they're bringing in old pats to try to to try to make something spectacular like new england has i'm pretty sure everyone can agree on that here uh does amandola bring any spark to this ah, spark I like it yeah spark got it yeah got to yeah. follow up on you catching on fire <laughs> i don't think he's gonna be the spark that i just saw no well i don't know i haven't we haven't seen uh the chemistry's with Galladay. The chemistry's with Marvin Jones. That's all we really know. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see him play. He's in a, uh, and they just had a they had a rough year last what's year. What's Amendola's ADP? It's got to be low because I haven't even seen him get uh seen him get drafted in any drafts. I haven't either. He's I haven't seen him go once. Have you seen him go in any drafts? Sure. I don't think he's real. He's realistic to draft. I think he's just more of a guy that's kind of open up the field more for Jones and uh, Galladay. So okay. I wouldn't draft him. Keep, yeah, I would draft yeah. him there. Keep an yeah. eye on him, watch him, see what happens. He's there. He's there to be a trickster. I think Kenny Galladay is going to be the man there, though. Yeah, Galladay is going to have to going to have to get up. But I mean, at, at the same time, I mean, Stafford's going to have to step up. I mean, he's got to he's got to. He played with show. a broken back last year. Give him a damn break. He did that, didn't he? Yeah. Shit. We totally missed that. <laughs> like, he played with a broken back. I mean, what else can you step up? Like, yeah. come on, man. Where are you at, Derek Carr? <laughs> get your ass back out there. Get that splint on. Let's go. That's unsafe as Aaron fuck. Aaron Rodgers would have played. That's, that's scary, though. The man played with a broken back. Did he know it was broken? Yeah. Fuck, dude. I mean, okay, it wasn't a broken back. It was like a fractured, fractured. Uh, I still, I still, something. That's still too too much to call, especially in a contact sport. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would even fuck on a, on a fractured whatever. You, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to get. Like, you no, don't want to get in that. With a I want to be able back. to fuck for the rest of my life. I really don't. I really don't. I have something right. good going for me right now that's working. So I might as well just keep. Yeah, you don't want to go that. You don't want to go that far. You got it. You know, you got. It's all about the learn the long. Term. Even I'd be even afraid to just like let let her get on top. Yeah. At that point, you don't know what's gonna. Happen. It's like full standing backboard, something back brace. Yeah, back brace all the way. There you go, the metal monster. Yeah, like D on Sorry, Sunny in Philadelphia. Walk around with that brace. Maybe maybe give That'd her a be whole some new freaky feeling. fetish shit. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, it might, it might get, I'm, dude, I'm, I guarantee you. <laughs> Drew's quiet as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here um, pouring my nice whiskey drink so I can provide some clarity for the people. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and then maybe some misplaced confidence on some players. So that's what I'm over here doing while I listen to you guys. Okay. So, so what we, so, so any, any, any there confidence. So, so is, is this with some teams coming up with the two more teams we have left coming up or is this like for, for the lions? Man, I probably should honestly go back to the, to the Andy Dalton take, but no, I don't have anything big on. I don't have anything for the, for the lions other than draft Galladay when he falls to you and don't reach for him. Perfect. All right. Rams. More exciting news, Cooper Cup is not being put on the pup list, which is beautiful sight for a lot of people. He's a guy I've got my my sights set on. We we've seen what he can bring to that team. And then, dude, just along with with Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, I feel like they don't get like it's weird for me because I feel like Todd Gurley obviously steals the show, but that wide receiver core doesn't get enough respect. Does anybody do any of y'all feel that way at all? I feel like they don't get enough quarterbacks. <laughs> like I feel like they don't have enough footballs thrown in the air for all for all three of them. Like they're all three stars. And Robert Woods kind of just came out of nowhere once the the shift took place, you know, yeah. with the leaving of Fisher. I mean, that was this big surprise for me. I didn't think somebody like like he's just a no name guy for a while. He's been in the league for a while, and for him to come out and and take take the reins like he did. Seeing what Brandon Cooks did last year, there's nothing wrong with any of these guys. Well, the only problem I would say is is if Cooper Cup and Brand, if Cooper Cup wasn't injured, him and Brandon Cooks would be solid wide receiver ones, and Robert Wood would Robert Woods would be a solid wide receiver too. But I'm looking at this draft board, and this guy drafted Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and that's just a no no. Yeah, don't just do don't that. do that to don't yourself. That don't draft both. Draft one of them at the right place. That's him. He was just showing that he was very unsure. He was very unsure, which can happen with the Rams. I understand that. But if I had to rank these guys, I'm going Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. I'm swapping Cooper and Brandon just because of injury. So you're going Brandon, Cooper, Woods. Yeah. Drew, where you at? Woods, Cooks, Cup. Wow. Care to talk about it? I just like all three. I feel like Woods has really established something with – with golf, I think all three are great. I mean, like kind of like Jordan said, there's not enough receptions to go around, but no reason not to. They're all similar to me. I have them all in the same bracket, same tier. So it's kind of like the dig stealing thing going on in uh, in Minnesota. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about. Yeah, you don't have to worry about tight end receptions really with the with the with the Rams. Usually, <laughs> they're limited at least. Word. Let's wrap up with the boys. Let's go to Dallas. Hot news. Alan Hearns was released on Tuesday by the Cowboys, which automatically made me think one thing. Randall Cobb time. Told you. Jordan was speak, been speaking highly about Randall Cobb. I haven't been, like, so heavy on it. Now I'm all in on Randall Cobb. I am, too. I'm right there, I'm right there with, a, with a wide receiver two spot all year long. And I'm, a, I'm an Amari guy, too. I'll, I'll go out there and say, like, yeah, Amari did great things, and After I think he's going to follow that up. I know. No, no, you'd be surprised. A lot of people are off the Amari thing they, because they, they're going back to what he did in Oakland. You're not in Oakland anymore. Yeah. And there's already so many reports that talk about, you know, that Dax even came out and said what he had to say about him. There's people that are seeing that connection. I don't think that's going anywhere. 
that's there. I think Amari actually has a shot to finish his career out as a, as a Dallas Cowboy. And I think that that's going to be a long-running thing with him and Dak. I think that's that definitely opens – you know, having Zeke in the backfield, that helps Amari it's tremendously. It's I mean, He goes to the most hated team in the NFL. It's fitting. Oh, the most loved. There's there's way more of those fans. <laughs> like, you never – it's, like, hated for the ones that aren't, but it's definitely the biggest fan base in America, I would say. Yeah, Other than – who's the biggest? they got to be the most hated. They've got to be the most hated. Oh, the, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, they don't have anything to back it up. They're kind of laughable. They're just laughable yeah, right now. Until they win another Super Bowl. <laughs> what you what you got, Drew? You got any any closing statements on these boys? I'm with you on uh, the. I like both Cooper and and Cobb. So obviously Zeke's the the workhorse there, but facts. I think that I think the passing attack will make a few strides. So I'm I'm uh, optimistic for Cobb. They're getting better every year. They are. And and just quick tidbit, we were talking about the because we had the, a defense like we don't do kicker, but we still have defenses in these mocks that we're doing. I drafted Dallas's defense, and I did that for a reason. Well, it's not an auto draft, so wow. this team is this team is about to uh, to really climb back to that to that tier they once were at, and I have a really good feeling about that. And as much as I want to say that I don't like them because they you know they beat the Saints last year or whatever. You can't knock a good thing when I see it. And I really like the direction that the boys are headed as far as a, as a, as a team as a whole. I disagree. I think the star is cursed and their shit. So. <laughs> after T.O. <laughs> T.O. pissed on the star, basically. <laughs> Sorry, it's done. It's just, there's no, I mean, they're going to be a good team. But they're not going to win. All right. So, closing statements out. Um that's part one of the wide receiver episode. Didn't know we were going to split it until now. We got to get some Jordan, some Calamine lotion, and get him doctored up real well <laughs> after having a, a light bulb explode fuck, on top. Fuck Calamine, get some Bosley, bro. Get some Bosley and Calamine. What a hell of a combo! Like I'm not, I'm not far behind you. I'm going to need Bosley soon too. His hairline's not getting any. <laughs> Yours wasn't electrically affected. Yeah, that 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 either. Yeah, got to fix that up. But yeah, uh, before we go, just got to say. Uh, Rotoballer will have some new articles out for NASCAR this week. Get over to rotoballer.com. Check out the NASCAR premium content. Uh, it's written by me, Scott Engle, Sean Engle, and Dan Dobish. We're bringing you good stuff you need. Um, and that's uh, you can use promo code GARAGE, get 10% off your order. Check out our friends at Official Goat Gear. Uh, badass T-shirts, all the goats from every sport. You got a player that you think is the GOAT, you go there, I guarantee you they got a shirt for it. So get over there, use promo code GARAGE, get 10% off your order. And then to remind you one more time, go to Patreon, become a patron of Garage Guys Fantasy Sports. Going to have some awesome content. I'm going to be blogging on there. You guys can read my blogs. Uh, Drew's going to be providing DFS stats. Going to have some videos in the future. You can give some money for some night lights and some new light bulbs. You can do that. You can help. We'll start a. We're going to start a GoFundMe for help Jordan get over the traumatizing burn in the bathroom. Um, we'll have all kinds of things on there for you guys to do, and we're we're going to make sure the content is 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 up there. You're going to be getting your money's worth for sure. So excited for a new direction and trying to really up the ante on this. So we'll see what's happening, but we'll come back with you. We're going to go through uh, the Bears, the Eagles, the Patriots, the Jets, the Seahawks, the Panthers, 49ers, Cardinals, Bills, Giants, Jaguars, Broncos, Ravens, Titans, Dolphins, and Redskins next Wednesday, last day of July. Get ready for it. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, where can they follow you at this week, Jordan? Uh, with, with Pikachu. 
With Pikachu? Yeah, I'll be with Pikachu this week. Why? Teach me the, the, the way to control the electricity. There we go. Okay, so follow Jordan uh, with Pikachu. Um, you guys know where to follow me at Garage Guy Chase on everything, everywhere social media is. Follow Garage Guy Sports. We are now not Garage Guy Sports anymore. We have changed it up. You can follow us on Twitter now at GGFS Podcast. That's at GGFS Podcast. Follow us there. Uh, we're soon to be GGFS Podcast on Instagram. By the time this hits your ears, you'll follow us at GGFS Podcast everywhere. Drew, where can they follow you? Real basic at Drew Dean. And I do want to do a quick shout out. Uh, probably should have done this in the front end. But thanks to those uh, new listeners that left a review for us. Big so facts. Like, yep. Big facts. Big shout out to you guys. And I'm sure those guys are listening still. They're at the end of the show with us right now. So they heard us because they're, they're the real MVPs. I don't, right. I don't doubt that at all. So uh, keep spreading the word. Keep reviewing. Uh, and that's Reviews on the podcast go a long way. And we appreciate everyone that comes through, whether it be good or bad. Uh, but that's all we got. We'll see you next week. Sports party repeat.